Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well... We're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just un... Like, the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left. Another one just across the road, shaking the daylights out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight I'm joined by Glenn and Glenn had a fantastic Yowie encounter. He actually ran into one of these creatures almost with his truck. Glenn, welcome to the show. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks, Kate. It's uh, it's exciting to have you on because your story literally made worldwide news. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah cheers for that. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I, I really like the show and I, I really hope that um. Me sharing my encounter can can help other people come forward with their encounters too. So I, I'm sure there's other people that have had encounters that are just um, too embarrassed or too scared to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the whole reason that we do this show is to kind of give people that little bit of a platform to tell their tell their stories because there's not a lot of places that you can really do it. So, do you mind kind of going going back to the start and telling us how your encounter happened? Yeah, sure. Um, well, it was only last year. It was in um, November, mid-November, um, not in 2018. Um, and I was driving. I was driving tippers at the time, um, delivering road bait. Um, this is in um, southeast Queensland. Um, at a place called near Beachmont, um, Withering. And um, I had to take a, a load of road bait up to a monastery up at Withering, which is up a steep hill on the um, Tambourine Mountain. And um, I started about nine at the quarry and 
and headed up and dropped off this load of road both up on, on top of the mountain. And um, I was coming down the, the mountain in, in the tipper and my, my tipper's an, an older truck and um, the ten ten car empty or something. And I was coming down the hill and um, it's a windy road down the hill and it was a clear morning, um, warm enough and all that sort of stuff and no haze or no um, no rain or anything like that. Um, I was winding my way down the hill and um, well, with a um, tip of that size, you've got too short spikes and I was like under compression, so my exhaust brakes were on. So I wasn't really quiet, but I wasn't really noisy either. I was just bumbling down the hill. And um, I was coming into this hard right-hander, um, probably uh, 300 metres or something before a, a campground that's on the Kuma River um, called Sharp Park. And um, coming into this, into this right-hander just before the bottom of the hill sort of thing. And um, just off to my right, like, sort of out of the corner of my eye, I saw this movement and um, it was a sort of... I thought it was a boulder or a rock rolling down off this embankment like the the road sort of comes down off this embankment on the right across the road and then down a bit of an embankment on the left. And um saw this movement and I wasn't sure what it was. So I started to hit the brakes and and then then I was sure there was something there, so I jammed on the brakes and and locked locked up the truck. Um it was then when when this object hit the side of the road that um, I realised that it wasn't a rock or a boulder. Um, it's it's turned, it's landed on the road and stood up, and it was it was a it was a monster. It was. Scared the crap out of me. It's landed like um, Tony Stark, the Iron Man, uh, lands on two feet and one fist, like in a squatted position, and, and it stood up. And as it stood up, it's turned around to see me um, coming down the road at it, and um, it would have seen me with like the, the rear of my truck locked up. Um, like half sideways across the road coming down the road at it. Um, and I pulled up probably two metres away from it. And it's like as it, turned, as it stood up and turned to, to see me and in, in its turning motion, it's stepped onto the road and turned to face me. Um this thing 
It was ten foot. It was ten foot tall. Um, nine foot six, ten foot tall. Wow, it's, that's huge. Sit- yeah, I'm I'm sitting in the truck, like I'm in a no- normal size tip truck. Um, the top of my truck is three point two meters. Um, I'm sitting there in my truck, and this thing's standing about a meter away from my bonnet and look at me dead in the dead in the eye all slightly looking down at me. I I had to crouch down a little bit because it's ten o'clock in the morning that the um the sun's um in front of me or slightly to my left because I'm heading basically north down the mountain. I had to crouch down slightly in my seat to see the top of his head. Um, I could see, I could see his navel above the bonnet of my truck. I I can stand at the front of my truck on five foot ten, five eleven, and my head level with the bonnet of my truck. So his navel is five foot ten. Um, so he's freaking huge, and this thing as as he's as he's turned and stepped out in and faced me, he's got this look. This is one of the things, okay. This is one of the things that really, really got me about this animal or this creature is the amount of human emotion, or what I class as human emotion that he showed when he spun around to see me was his, his look of surprise or shock or um, confusion. Like, um, he sort of turned around and thought, thought, oh, shit, you know, what, you know? And it's just that surprise in his face, like, oh, shit, I've been spun, you know? And... It it scared scared the crap out of me just because I was looking at something that I never ever thought I would see, something that still scares the crap out of me to this day. Um, and I, like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. I couldn't couldn't put a name on it or anything like that, and. Yeah, it's it's looked at me and it's nine foot six or ten foot tall. It's covered in um, dark red or dark brown, reddish tinge hair, probably about two inches long. Um, it didn't have hair around its cheek. Or its top lip, or around its eyes, or even it didn't have like a goatee or anything like that. It had hair underneath, hair underneath its chin, but it didn't have hair between its bottom lip and its chin. So it didn't have that little bit of hair in there, but it had hair all over the rest of its body. It wasn't really long hair, though. It was only, like, two inches long. It was short enough so I could see its, its belly button, its navel. 
Um, and my, it was built like um, an athlete. It was, it was toned. It was, um, how would you say? Like playing Johnson the Rock. It was like him times two. Um, yeah, I hear a lot of reports that say they're, they they almost look like bodybuilders. Yeah, mate, like bodybuilders have got nothing on this these days. It was, um, yeah, it was <clears throat> like if if someone told me it could run 100 kilometres an hour, I'd believe it just because of the look of him. If someone told me it could jump onto the roof of the house, I'd believe it, you know. Like this thing... He was just the um, epitome of fitness. Like he was, I reckon. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of him before, or any of them after. I haven't seen him since. But this guy, I reckon, was the the prime example of his race. You know, he was he was perfect. Um. It was a male. I didn't see any breasts or anything like that. And um, I wouldn't say he had the perfect V-shaped physique because he was more of a barrel than a V-shape, but he didn't have a gut on him or anything like that. He was, he was, um, he was the perfect, <clears throat> perfect machine, honey. That's, a, um, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible, yeah. Glenn. Um, yeah. <clears throat> were you a believer of the Yao oh, before this? Well, I'd heard about Yowies. I never believed them. I never disbelieved. I thought, well, um, you know, mankind hasn't hasn't discovered everything in this on this planet yet. You know, we've only just recently discovered the panda bear and the mountain gorilla and all that sort of stuff. It's taken us. It's taken us however many centuries it is to discover a bear and a panda bear is a slow black and white bear that wanders around in one of the most populated countries in the world. And it's not like they're exactly trying to hide, are they? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Well, how can you hide when you're um, black and white, you know, like? Yeah, so I've, I've, I've never disbelieved in the yowling, but I've never sort of actively believed that they're out there. I thought, well, you know, it's a possibility. There's giant squid and all sorts of other things. So with this with this thing being 10 foot tall, that's absolutely gigantic. Yeah, well, I drew, I drew, a, um, drew a quick sketch. Um, it took me a while to do it because, well, after... After the fact, I I found it hard to believe my own eyes. Like it scared me. It really scared me. It scared the shit out of me. And well, it, did you ever feel in danger, Glenn? Well, I was I was saying the thing that struck me the most was the emotion in its face. Now, its emotion changed. I'll, I'll, I'll continue with a little bit more of the story first. Um, it's turned around, landed on the ground, stood up and turned around to face me with shock in its face, like, oh, shit, I've been sprung, you know, 
of being caught out in the open. And then in a split second, the emotion on its face was like embarrassed or um, it's gone, oh, shit, you know, I'm, I've done wrong here, I'm, I'm caught out in the open. And then a split second after that, that embarrassment or whatever it is has turned into anger or aggressive. Um, and what do you mean by I that? Say it was, well, it's it sort of looked up at me and thought, oh, shit, I've been sprung, and sort of looked a little bit humiliated, and then it's gone and... Its brows sort of come together a bit, and it's looked angry, and it's <coughs> sorry, it's grunted. Yeah, you've got to call it a grunt. It's like a, <coughs> and um, palmed my bonnet like not a punch with a fist, but an open hand punch to the centre top of my bonnet of the truck which is six foot high and it's had to push down to hit the centre of my bonnet and it's just gone slam onto the bonnet of my truck as it's gone and then it's turned to its right and taken two steps and it's cleared the road and disappeared in the bush. Far out, Glenn. That sounds terrifying. What was going through your mind when yeah, the creature was it, it starting? Was. Yeah. What was what was going through your mind when it was starting to hit your hit your bonnet? Um, I was looking for reverse. <laughs> like at the time, <laughs> at the time, I sit in a truck like that. You're fairly high up off the ground, and you kind of feel invincible because. You know, you, you, you've got a 10-ton truck. Um, you're sitting on five or six ton of chassis engine sort of thing. You, you're feeling pretty pretty tough. Um, you know, cars don't worry you too much. You know, if you're going to have a collision, that the cars are going to come off second best and you're, you're probably going to survive all right. Um, but this thing here... I reckon he would have weighed three quarters of a ton, you know? He's solid. It's like um, a prize bull standing on his back back legs, like if its legs were bigger. Yeah, that's it's big, like a, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, your biggest bull standing upright. Um, it, it, it's unfathomable the size of this thing, you know, and it scared the crap out of me and it still does now. Like, I've been camping at that um, sharp path just near where it was um, since then, but I haven't sort of, I haven't ventured off into the bush by myself or anything. Um, yeah, when you turn around, just the look of um, aggression in his face when he's, Palm my bonnet, like punch my bonnet. Um, it scared, it scared me. Um, it, it changed my my whole outlook on life. Like all this time, um, you hear stories about the boogeyman and 
and ghosts and all this sort of stuff, and you think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it, when you come face-to-face with a monster that's um, nearly twice as tall as you are and four times as heavy as you are or five times as heavy as you are, and and you see him face to face, it's yeah, no, it's pretty stuffed up, eh? Yeah, I can I can only yeah. a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine, and I, I'm, I'm going to say it's pretty safe to assume that you felt in some incredible danger in that situation. Yeah, mate. Like I said, I was looking for reverse. We, we, when it's turned and punched my bonnet, I, I was, like, my legs were jelly, but I was still like, because I was, I was stationary. I had one foot on the clutch, one foot on the bike. And um, yeah, I was jiggling for reverse when he when he slapped the bonnet. I was ready to dump the clutch and go up, whether I was backing over a car or not. I was ready to get out of there, but he's sort of turned to his right and gone off the road. Um, yeah, it really sounds like you got off quite lightly in the situation, considering how aggressive this creature was getting. Oh yeah, mate. I've got no doubt that he could have just sort of jumped and been on my bonnet and smashed through the windscreen and dragged me out or um, I reckon by the size and like I said um, my truck's 10 tonne nine and a half tonne empty and I reckon he could have grabbed hold of the bumper bar and lifted the front of the truck off the ground he's, he's just such a, a magnificent specimen of a creature and yeah I reckon he could he could bench press the front of my truck. That was crazy. Um, yeah, he turned and gone off into the bush and disappeared. And I was like jelly. Um, I just took a foot off the bike and and rolled down the, the next couple of hundred meters till I got down to the flat near the park and. Um, just sat there and chain smoked for about half an hour um, before I continued with the rest of my day. It was it was crazy. It's um, I didn't tell anyone about it for it was close to a month before I even told my wife about it um, because I wasn't I wasn't even sure what I saw myself. You know, I couldn't put a name to it or anything. I didn't want to go telling everyone, everyone just thinking I'd been on drugs or um, drinking or whatever, you know. And what did um, your wife say about it when you when you eventually told her? Well, she was actually a lot better than I, I thought she'd be. Because um, the last person you want to think that you want to think is that you, the last person that, you want to, them to think that you're crazy is your wife. Like you tell your wife, and uh, I've seen a monster, and she thinks uh, he's crazy. I'm leaving him, you know. But um, she was actually really good and um, believed me, and um, said, "Well, 
I think there's a lot of creatures on this earth that that haven't been discovered yet. Like um, we haven't been to the bottom of the Mariana Trench or we haven't been to the middle of the Amazon rainforest and we haven't been to all these places like so many places in the world have been undiscovered yet. So we haven't discovered so many animals, you know. So she was actually very good about it and supported me, which sort of gave, gave me confidence, you know. Yeah, no, that's and that's really fantastic to hear. Did you happen to ask yep. any of your workmates if they've seen anything like that? Yeah, well, like I said, after after thirty days, after about a month, I started to open up about it. Like the the um, apart from my wife, um. I told a couple of workmates and that, like, I wanted to really be sure what I'd seen and all that sort of stuff. So after I was there, even before I spoke to my wife about it, I started to um, research myself. Like, when I say research, I don't mean, like, field research. I mean internet, um, podcasts and all that sort of stuff. And um, I started to read a lot of, Dean Harrison's um, interviews and um, anything I could find on the internet about it and and found out um, other people's stories and a bit like what you do on Belief, um, just listened and, and found out that I wasn't the only one that's seen this creature, you know, and that it's not as rare as I thought it not as stupid as it sounds. Um, I was just really scared to be to be the one that saw this imaginary monster, you know. And that is—it's a terrifying thing, just in that in itself, because this is supposed to be something that's that's made up. It's fairy tales. It's you know, it's it's folklore around Australia, and when you see one that is initially it's it's basically flesh and blood right in front of you i mean it it hit your vehicle that you're driving there's there's no denying that this thing wasn't in front of you um like you said earlier that just changes your perspective on everything yeah yeah well it's all of a sudden you you um believe uh, believe in the boogeyman like um you believe that there are monsters you know you get to um 16 years old and you think ah oh, you know, they're all fairy tales, you know, elves, trolls, um, the boogeyman, um, anything that you've, you've been, any any fairy tales, like, they're all fairy tales, you know. But then all of a sudden you come face to face with this thing that could rip your head off as quick as look at you and you realise, oh, not everything's a fairy tale, you know. There are there are real monsters, and you know. After I told my wife and told a couple of my workmates, then word got around the yard, you know. Oh, Glenn's Glenn's seen a monster, you know. Well, I come to work the next day, and I said, "Oh, you seen a monster?" 
and I'll sort of say, yeah. And I just, all of a sudden I'd say, oh, my uncle saw this or my brother saw this or my granddad said he saw this. And and not one of them, I was, what I was really worried about was the whole yard laughing at me, but not one of them even questioned it. They all had, a, had a, you know, all the guys in the yard, they all had a story to tell or at least they were all really interested in in my experience rather than um, ridiculing me or humiliating me about it or anything like that. They were all interested to hear or wanted to share their story with me, you know. It was, it was crazy. I thought I would be the laughing stock and that's what um, that's what stopped me from telling them in the first place. Otherwise, like if I knew I knew I would have had that sort of reaction, I would have told everyone on the first day when I got back, "Hey guys, I saw you," <laughs> and you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a really fantastic outcome from a situation like this. And I'm sure a lot of listeners could actually take something from that because I've had I've had quite a few people who have come on the show and they've just held on to their stories for the longest time only because of the, of the same thing that that you you felt there Glenn is that they felt like they might have been uh, ridiculed or laughed at or or mocked, just humiliation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, it just goes to show that if you do reach out, you know, there's going to be people out there who believe you. And I mean, this is the whole reason that we do this podcast is to to help people with that. But it it only takes one of these creatures to be found, and that changes everything. Oh yeah, like in hindsight, like I don't know. I'm still in, I'm still in two two minds, but um. See, I was in a different truck that I normally drive. My normal truck's got a, a dash cam in it. Um, I, I put a dash cam in my truck um, because I was in an accident um, in Springfield, which is in the suburbs of Sydney. I'm in Brisbane, sorry. Um, and it could have quite easily been my fault, but it wasn't. she came through a red light at me. And... Um, I put a dash cam in me, me truck just as just to um, just as assurance, you know, so as I can prove that accidents aren't my fault. And that truck had um, problems with the hydraulics that day, so I was in a different truck. So um, that's why I didn't get dash cam footage of it. If I if I was in my truck, well, I would have had the best footage. And it's always um, the way, the isn't Pat- it? Addison Gimlin called, yeah. Yeah, I would have had the best footage since the Paddy film. But, um, like, from six foot away, it would have been great. But um, it just never works out like that, you know? Um, And that's it. I mean, if that was the way, everyone would have a – this creature would be found, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've reported this – like I said, I spoke to Dean Harrison about it and – and he interviewed me once. I've been um, asked for interviews by all, all the papers and all that sort of stuff, and I sort of denied um, all, all, all the interviews. I just wanted, didn't want to be hassled with the whole whole thing, and 
Um, my wife was getting sick of it and all that sort of stuff. You know? um, but I gave, I gave Dean an interview and he was really, really helpful with it. He helped me deal with the, the stress of it all and all that sort of stuff. And um, we went back up there, um, Dean and me, and one of Dean's friends who's an artist who, who actually drew um, the, the better sketch. Like I've, <laughs> I've drawn a really rough sketch of this creature's face, but um, the artist drew a, a lot better one, which was obviously most of the most of the papers. I, I, I drew the, the sketch of the, the monster next to me. We call the monster Kevin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, oh, that was just just a um, inside joke between the three of us. I don't know how we come across Kevin, but yeah, Kevin's his name. Um, and yeah, Dean Dean really helped it. When you when you um, experience something like this, you, you go through a lot of inner turmoil. And Dean was really good in helping me deal with that. Um, and made me feel better about myself and and less less scared inside. Um, it's always good to talk to someone who's dealt with something like that. And um, Dean's had um, a couple of experience. I don't know whether you you know Dean very well, or um, but he's had actual physical contact with a creature before, and. Um, yeah, he's he's gone through a lot of stuff himself and um, helped me come out the other side too. So that was really good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I, I can't really describe the creature too much better than um, than the drawings. Um, like I said, he didn't have hair under his under his lip. Uh, or on top of his lip or around his cheeks and face, but um, he had like inch and a half to two inch long uh, um, dark red brownish hair all over the rest of his body. It sort of didn't seem to be any longer at any place than anywhere else, you know. Like his hair wasn't longer on his body than it was on his head. His head, right, um, as per my research, like they say, they've got cone heads, and this thing didn't have a cone head. Its, its head was pretty round, just like a human's head. It wasn't um, slanted back or anything too much on the forehead. It was more of a chimpanzee's face than your, um, <coughs> sorry, your, your typical um when they describe Sasquatch or whatever, they they say it's forehead slopes backwards into a conical sort of shaped head and all that sort of stuff. But this thing didn't really do that. It was more of a round face, more of a uh, cross between a chimpanzee and a human than a baboon or a gorilla or anything like that. That's really interesting it that you have- say that there, Glenn, because I get a, a lot of reports that say the same thing because you you hear about encounters with these creatures over in the, you know, in other parts of the world, mostly the United States is where I hear a lot of them from. 
And they all seem to be, like you said, they, they seem to have that cone-shaped head with the sloping forehead, but every single one that I've heard in Australia, they have more of that round head, more of a, you know, to, to reach out, it's kind of a human-shaped head, but covered in hair. Yeah. So it yeah. makes me wonder if this is a, maybe it, if it's a, a distant relative to the, the ones that we, we get overseas or anything like that, or maybe it's an entirely different creature altogether. Well, it could be an entirely different creature. It could be um, evolved to, to suit this environment. Um, I, I don't really know what they are. You know, I'd like to say they're a monkey. I'd like to say they're a half-human. Um, from all, I've looked into it a whole lot and... Um, I come from a Christian upbringing, so I sort of tend to lean to um, the, there's, there's a theory that they've come from the Nephilim, which is the cross between the fallen angels and humans. Um, the, the fallen angels were, were giants and they mated with humans and um, these are the offspring of that. Um, sort of lean that way a bit rather than thinking that they're just a a primate. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. It's just it's just a, a real <coughs> head. <fuck. laughs> I can say that. <laughs> um, I've been trying to figure out what they are um, since. I saw him, and it's just yeah, just mind blowing trying trying to piece it. Like he he looked like his face looked like a chimpanzee, but his body looked like um, Dwayne Johnson on steroids. It's, yeah, it was, it was just really he just sort of whatever he was, he just changed my whole outlook on life and. And my whole belief system it just sort of, um, yeah, it shattered me. It took me, like I said, it took me 30 days to tell my wife. And um, after I told my wife, I felt so relieved. So then I could tell my family and um, open up to other people. But before that, I just didn't want to tell anyone because I wasn't sure what I'd seen myself, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Well, Glenn, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing your story and hopefully sharing it with our audience will help you um, hopefully get a little bit of closure about it because maybe someone out there around that area has seen something similar and this just might help them out as well. Yeah, well, sure. Mate, can I, it, it does help when you when you share it with someone else, and uh, I'd really like to encourage anyone else who's seen something to um, step up and and say something about it. Because when you do, you feel you feel a weight lifting off your back. You know, you, you feel like, um, especially <laughs> especially if you don't get ridiculed about it. <laughs> I don't know how you'd feel if you got ridiculed about it, but if if you, you, you share um, your stories, then other people who've got similar stories, they end up they end up getting in contact with you, and you feel validated. Um, 
and you feel reassured that you're not going crazy. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 